Well, I saw my baby walking. Right, welcome back to Range Anxiety and see you later, alligator. Thank you very much to Bill Haley in the comments. Yep, they've been around longer than me. So, you know, they deserve a little bit of respect. But it's a good topic, you know, for today because today we're saying see you later, all right? Um, <laughs> I'm solo today and I'm in the, in the Model 3 and I'm just cruising through Adelaide City because I've had a bit of a um, supercharging session at the terribly backwards um, superchargers that we have in Australia here only like you know V1 superchargers so they're pretty slow but I've been out doing a fair bit of driving this weekend I've been doing some testing um, I've been doing you know obviously those of you that know me and follow me on various different social media platforms know that my company DTech EV makes a bit of parts, you know, a bit of technology and some parts and, and just delving into software for the um, Tesla range, you know, we want to make sure that um, we're still in business uh, long when everything with the tailpipes put well into the bin and it's gonna, as I keep saying, it's gonna happen a lot faster than you'd think. I mean, you know, it's very hot here today too, by the way, you can hear the fan, the air conditioner fans actually going nuts. We'll turn that down a little bit, there you go, a little bit quieter now. Um, yeah, so I've been out doing some testing. Now, we've, we've got several products that we already make um, for the Model 3 XYS range, or the S3 XY, the sexy range. And, uh, yeah, you, you might know some of them, the Enduro, RFOC, oil cooler and filtration system, um, our new cool clamp system that's coming out, which um, interacts with the... Uh, plate style heat exchangers that are used on the power units, you know, all, all, all of the product we, we sell currently and we supply to Unplug Performance in the US who are our world master distributor is all based around cooling efficiency and um, keeping the battery and the power units as under control as possible when it comes to temperature and yeah, so when are we going to start making things? Actually rather than keep the power on longer, you know, a bit like an intercooler does with an old um, ice shit box. Um, when are we gonna come out with something like, you know, like a, a chip or a software flash that makes these things go faster? Well, yeah, that's what we're out testing today. Obviously, we were going to do this quite slowly over the next oh, six to 12 months. But certain things and certain people have pushed us into going at this a lot harder and a lot faster than we initially planned to. Yeah, that's right, Paul Howes, on you and your pathetic cheating ways in our little roll racing challenge have um, got me pulling the trigger much earlier and harder on this project so that when, you know, mum finally lets you out the house and you, you know, have the balls to actually line me up, I'm going to wipe the floor with you. I'm going to make sure I do. You know me when it comes to racing cars. I always make sure I've got the unfair advantage. And that's, you know, fair enough. You've got to be fair to be unfair. We've got to be unfair to be fair. So what are we doing? We touched on this before. And Paul, you know, hi world, hi babe. Said, oh, you're making a throttle trigger. Not quite, darling. Throttle triggers, dude. I'm about to get wiped out by some idiot in a VW. No, I'm not. Thank you. Um... Throttle triggers uh, do exactly that. They trick the throttle so that when you've got like 20% a throttle on, it, or gas pedal, gas pedal, isn't that terrible? 
when you got 20% down on the pedal, um, it'll tell it you got 40 or 50. That's all it does. People say it makes more power, it makes more torque. No, it actually hits you right in the limbic system, in the brain, and convinces you that it is without actually doing anything. So rather than spend your 200 bucks on a throttle tricker, uh, just wear a heavier shoe you'll get exactly the same result. Anyone that tells you otherwise is lying to you and thinks you're an idiot. Right, and I think you're an idiot if you buy one. Right, so what are we doing? We're playing with the torque ramp. You know, um, we've always said that, you know, if you go back to basic physics, F equals MA, and that, and A equals uh, F over M, and, and so on, that's the basic principle behind which everything in this world of automotive uh, behavior is fashioned and behaves um, what Tesla do and, and you know I'm obviously very aware of how how they uh, run their dual power units and, and how they program their cars because I've lived with a lot of them over a, over a long time and what Tesla do uh, is program a torque ramp into the vehicle that gives it a certain rate of acceleration versus road speed Right, get your head around that. It's not like your dirty old ice shit box where you plant your foot and there's all this rotating crap that has to, you know, suck, squeeze, bang, blow and get up to speed and, you know, lurch and belch and, you know, needs light flywheels and none of that crap actually happens. Um, if they wanted to, uh, the guys at Tesla could have it so that as soon as you went full throttle in this say my three performance from a standing start you could break all four drive shafts bang like that they could lay instant torque onto it so they don't you know they've got a warranty department to think about haven't they <laughs> and some bills so there is a deliberate torque ramp built into these cars which is why the model s plat doesn't matter what wheels or tires you run on it pretty much it's going to be running a uh you know, 9.3 second quarter mile or 9.2 second quarter mile because that is the torque ramp and it doesn't matter what you do or how, you know, unless you're ripping weight out the car, unless you can alter that torque ramp, you're not going to go any faster. So at the moment, we're experimenting uh, with torque ramp alterations. Sorry if I go a bit quiet here. I'm looking over my shoulder. Yeah, I tend to spend a lot of my life doing that. Um, haters be haters. Yeah. Um... <laughs> What would life be without them, nose pickers? Um, so we're playing with the ramps. We're not going to make any more power, but we're going to change the way in which the power is applied, which is probably not going to help me that much at roll racing because uh, ramps with speed. So the faster I go, the less ramp problem, ramp time there is, you know, to the point where, say, if you're doing 80 to 100 kilometres an hour, you've got full power, you know, instantly because you're not going to break anything because that, you know, mass... It doesn't require that much force because it's already moving. Um, so yeah, it's probably not going to help me a lot of the roll racing, but it's a product we've got to do anyway, and it's a product we've we got to do if we want to get the plaid into the eights. And of course, we're we're very uh, focused on that, particularly with mine coming reasonably soon. Please, Big Daddy, uh, make sure that white with the um, carbon 21s, the carbon pack interior with the white, Pleather, vegan leather. You gotta love that, don't you? Make sure that one gets on the boat to Australia first. So, yeah, we need to be able to get the three from a 1.8 60 foot, as I've said before, to a 1.5. And the re the way we've got to do that is directly alter the torque ramp. But we've got to do it in hardware. We can't do it in software because a the redundancy 
checking of the Tesla software is um, very, very, very good <laughs> across all of its buses. And B, anytime a software update comes out, it will just simply write over the top of it. So we've got to go back to basics here and design a piece of hardware to do it. Now, obviously, I'm not um, a hardware engineer. I'm not a um, electronics engineer. I know a, a tiny tiny wee bit about machine code programming of various different archaic processes but now it's all pretty easy you know you use python or you know even go back as far as c++ to write code to make these things happen with microcontrollers it's it's pretty straightforward now um but yeah so what we need to do is change the values that the car sees as it's torque applied versus speed now i'm not going to go into it a lot more than that because i don't even know how well I'm going to be able to get this to work yet. Yes, I did um, perform a traction off. You can actually make traction go off in a Tesla. It's just injecting an ABS fault onto the um, onto the CAN bus, which will turn traction off, regen braking off, uh, steering assistance off, uh, autopilot off, everything else off you can ever see. Now listen to these streets of Adelaide, aren't they? Just the worst condition shit things you've ever ever heard in your life it's absolutely diabolical oh god there's a mustang coming up to me on the side street dark it'll probably run into us no it didn't um <clears throat> yeah so i can actually make this thing spin all four wheels now in first part of testing is it any quicker yeah well i haven't got the draggy out you know the draggy to do any times yet but you can be sure we'll be doing them soon um very very soon and hopefully you know, that was my aim to get this thing into the tens. We're going to do that. So what else are we going to do to the car, particularly to help me at the rolls? Well, the 20-inch wheel and tyre package on the on the um, Model 3 Performance is stupidly big and heavy. I mean, it's a little-ish car. For a start, it doesn't need 20s. You can't get any good tyres in 20s anyway if you do want to go drag racing or not at a reasonable width. They're all super big. I actually don't even think you can buy that. 20 inch MT Mickey Thompson ET streets anymore I'm not sure, I don't think you can so yeah, we're going to go down to a 19 uh, there is a company that makes in the states that makes specialist lightweight uh, tyre com uh, wheel combo for the with all the correct offsets and everything for the Model 3 and that's uh, Martian Wheels so you go, there's a shout out to you guys at Martian Wheels uh, no, I'm not asking for sponsorship, I will buy them they're about 900 US a set you know, which is great for a forged, you know, 6061 wheel. That's just brilliant. And yeah, I'll be getting a set of those in the satin grey or maybe the black. Oh, look, I'm coming up alongside another Model 3 here and it's a SR Plus. Lucky you. Um, good car, the SR Plus. It's still my favourite choice of uh, Tesla. Best bang for your buck. Yeah, so we'll be putting a set of those... Um, wheels on it with a narrower tyre, that's right, a narrower, less uh, tractive tyre than the Pilot Sport 4S's that are on this car. Yeah, that's right. Because of the torque ramp that exists right now, or even my torque ramp can, you know, braking traction, particularly at roll racing, is going to be a very difficult thing with a proper all-drive car like this, we can go to a less tractive tyre that's narrower and lighter on a lighter rim to make significant improvements. Now, the testing I've seen done in the US, I always like to do my own testing, but 
you know, we don't live very close to a working drag strip here in South Australia. Um, the testing I've seen done in the US shows that we should be able to get about 0.15 to about 0.2 with the with the Martian wheel and narrow tyre, harder compound. Um, isn't that funny? You want to go racing and you're using a narrower tyre with a harder compound. Well, it's all physics, kids. That's why you do the same thing on a dyno, a chassis dyno, when you want to read the most power. And that's why chassis dynos, in my opinion, make the most sense, because that's actually what you're hitting the road with. If you got, if you put wheels and tyres on your car and it knocks 20 kilowatts off it on the rollers, guess what? It's knocking 20 kilowatts off it on the road as well. You won't see that with a hub dyno. So yeah, for all of the modestly powered things I do, I think the rollers are still the best way to go. But again, that's my opinion. And uh, the guys at Mainline make both, so it really doesn't bother me. And I'm sure it shit shouldn't bother them. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so we're going to go to a narrow wheel and tie up the Martian wheels. And then we're going to work on some weight savings in the car. I mean, it would be really, really nice to do something about the size of the pack. It's a 72 to 75 kilowatt hour pack in the, in the Model 3 performance. And it weighs all, all of... Oh, off the top of my head, about 440 kilograms. It'd be nice to have a smaller pack that weighed half of that, wouldn't it? Just for racing duties. That's something to think about. That's that's something we've come back with on a, on another another design project we're doing where there's an open wheel car involved and we've designed a detachable battery pack system where there's three batteries in the vehicle and depending on what type of track work you're going to be doing whether it's short blast or or long duty is going to determine how many of these packs you have clipped into place that's a it's a pretty cool design um feature again it's going to require a lot of software to make it work but you know if you're just doing a sprint race like a hill climb why carry an extra 300 kilograms with you you get me if you're out there doing a 10 15 lap session then by all means carry a big heavy battery so yeah, we're going to take some weight out. We can't obviously do it without designing like a sprint pack for the Model 3, which is uh, making that work with Tesla's BMS is probably a bit beyond our capabilities at the moment. I won't bullshit you. So we've got to look for weight in other areas. Uh, we've already done it with the wheels and tyres. Um, there's no real weight to be, you know, you could put lighter brakes on it, but that's just a bit stupid in my opinion. You know, you've just got to go back to that the good old one of all oh, the cops are pulling someone over for being a dick. Yo, BLT. Um, you've just got to go back to the basic uh, old adage of making sure you carry no extra shit in the car. There's nothing in the trunk. There's nothing in the front. Take the trunk floor insert out. Take the front liner out. Not the actual whole liner, because that'll mess with the aero of the car. Um, make sure there's nothing in the glove box. Make sure there's nothing in the console. Drain your washer fluid. Yeah, we'll be doing all of that. You know, people do that. And then start taking shit out, like seats. Uh, Tesla seats are reasonably heavy, like they are in any modern car. So, yeah, there'll be a little bit of weight to be saved there. Um, combine that with our torque ramp system, and I think uh, big Paul Halzon is going to be in a serious world of strife well time is going to tell on that one and i think with some of the videos i was seeing you know this is i'm recording wednesday's show it's actually sunday now with some of the videos i was seeing on saturday night after there are men in blacks involved i think his v7 commodore engine with the bent rod may well be a v5 or non-existent by then because you know you give you give them a little bit of power and the ability to mess with it themselves it can sometimes be, 
your entire worst enemy when you're home tuning. Oh yeah. But I'm not gonna rabbit on for a lot today because I'm, I'm getting ready to move like the new um, pad in, in Anglevale is, is looking, oh, it's looking incredible, you know, like really, really staunch. The heli pad's in, the circle's down. Um, you know, I should be able to land a fifteen dollar drone from the from Audi there, so that'll be all right. I don't mean AUDI. I mean the supermarket chain. They have them on special one day. Um, yeah, and of course there's a lot of stuff in boxes, and I found a lot of old car stuff when I was packing up, like a lot of old car photos from Japan. You know, back when I used to go there in about 1999, 2000, or earlier 98. A little bit later, I think I went up until about 2006 or seven was the last time I went, you know, back before every dickhead went. And I found some, some pictures from car meets I, I, I took, you know, with some sort of print film that we had developed over there at the local, you know, Lawson's or whatever it was that, yeah, Lawson, Lawson's or Family Mart, Family Mart, something like that. And yeah, back when cars used to be cool, back when uh, 180SXs were kind of cool, you know what I mean? Like, they they were, you could see something in them then, you could you could see 50 different 180SXs or Sylvias or Sil80s or Strawberry Faces or whatever you want to call us the shit, you could see 50 of them in Japan on across a week, closely, I mean close up, and there'd be different things done to all of them now you mean you see them all in australia they're all just a repeat of each other so they're getting pretty boring they're boring as shit um and yeah that's pretty much cars are boring now aren't they you know um uh, some really some really funny shit that i saw was um um good old mate our buddy brooks from drag times in the u.s he he got his sf90 out his ferrari and, and he dragged it against his plaid and they were going to have a race, you know. Brooks normally does best of three. And, you know, they got two guys that know how to drive the cars and, you know, they line up at a drag strip. <clears throat> they use drag rules. They're not comparing the power or speed of the car. So if you red light, you're an instant loss. And if you both red light, the one that red lights uh, by the least is a loss. Oh, sorry, is the winner, you, you know. And it's all crap like that. And if they don't red light, the one that crosses the line first is the winner. Not the one with the fastest ET, you know, so they're racing with reaction time. So, you know, they're comparing the driver and the cars, not just cars. So he gets his plat out against his SF90 and, I mean, it's a lot of fury. It's a lot of, it's a lot of noise and it sounds cool and it kind of looks cool. It doesn't look like a million bucks plus to me, but, you know, that's just me. Maybe I've even got the price wrong. I wasn't actually that interested in how much it cost, to tell you the truth, but it just looks like any old other fucking Ferrari, like, that may sound like a stupid thing for me to be saying, and when I listen back to it, I'll probably think, that was a stupid thing to say, but, yeah, it was just boring, you know, like, yeah, and so they made it so that the guy on the plaid jumped the start, he red-lighted the first time, then they both red-lighted the second time, and, you know, like, oh, no, the plaid, it was SF90, the fact that the plaid absolutely smashed, warped by lengths, the SF90 on a technicality the Ferrari was going to win so they so they extended it to best out of five rather than best out of three you know it was a technicality thing and of course the Plaid just walked this Ferrari 
you know, I remember when it was coming out, it, that we're doing showing acceleration times for it before the plate was even released, and people made some mind that are, you know, Ferrari people, for want of a better word, they get around in their Schumacher boots and you know, all that sort of stuff. Uh, my mates are on the Ferrari people saying, yeah, this thing doesn't want 100 in 2.2 or 2.3. It's going to smash that Tesla. Well, it didn't. The Plaid absolutely smoked this thing like it was a cheap camel cigarette. Yeah, and that's not tobacco advertising, guys. So please don't censor me for that. But so still, to this day, um, the Plaid is unbeaten. Unbeaten at all. And, uh, in, in, in every... Yes, I know I'm close to the curb, Tesla. Thank you. I'll put you into park. Hear that? It's got that cool uh, handbrake disengage noise. Yeah, so to this day, the plate remains, remains unbeaten and, you know, at a, a 200 plus Australian thousand, uh, Australian, 200 plus thousand Australian dollars remains a bargain in the realm of supercars, but it's not a supercar. Like I said before, it's a family sedan with styling that some people don't like. I actually quite the way, I like the way a plaid looks. I like that sort of Maserati-inspired Model S styling, and people complain about how old it looks now, but, you know, it isn't that old. It's a seven- or eight-year-old design that's been updated quite significantly, unlike, say, the R35s, you know, those million-dollar cars now. My God. They should have been more like the million-dollar man and put a bionic gearbox in them. Who remembers Steve Austin? Yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's 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 a muscle. You know, it's, it's the definition of a muscle car. It's a four-door family sedan with some big motors in it, and uh, shit house brakes. They're way too small for the car. I mean, they're good brakes, but not when you're stopping twenty-three hundred kilograms in a nine-second car. They, time after time, I mean, they work beautifully on the road, but you probably don't want to get out there on the track and give the thing a flex because you. Uh, end up in a bit of trouble so i made my brother paul who's who's got my um blue sr plus slot car he, it's called i um made him watch that video and he said yeah well, of course you know plaid just walked that sf90 what did you expect i mean they had to do some staging and some theatrics to try and make it look like there was actually a fight going to happen but really there was no competition and this is a guy that has a killer rotary collection Immaculate R100, Immaculate RX4, some really nice cars. Always had cool cars like that. And then he loves that, you know, wank, 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 not, sort of wankle noise. Not that his do make that noise because they're dead standard, even down to the pancake, you know, air cleaners. And he sends me videos of 50 cent pieces uh, uh, when, you're, when your engine's idling, you know, standing upright on top of the air cleaner, showing me how beautifully he's tuned them and got them. Running a good on him if he likes that kind of crap. The fact that you could probably sell R100 and buy a half reasonable house in South Australia with it is a good sign that he's not as stupid as he looks. But, um, yeah, he came back to me and said, I just laugh at anything that's got a exhaust pipe, anything that's got a pipe, you know, stupid pipe car. And I think that's the way it is now, isn't it? Like, you know, you'll still see the same, you know, pick their nose and eat it brigade say, I can't go across the Simpson Desert in an EV yet. And I can't drive 500 miles with my four-ton van on the back on the way to Dingo Piss Creek. I did plagiarise that off the auto expert. John, I'm sorry, but I do really. That's probably the only thing you do or have said that I've actually ever liked. So um, thank you for that. 
<clears throat> get the solicitors on to me later. Um, but yeah, the same, you know, pick your nose and eat it brigade. Yeah, the damn Teslas don't have anywhere. I can put me shovel on the roof in case I need to shit on the side of the road. Yeah, well, your time's gone, nose pickers. Don't worry about it. Go eat another booger. And with that, I'm signing out for today.